Welcome to the Hey Salespeople podcast, where we focus on delivering immediately actionable best practices for sales professionals. I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Hey, salespeople. Today, it's my great pleasure to welcome Sarah Pion to the podcast. Welcome, Sarah. Thanks for having me, Jeremy. Sarah is a conversational marketing manager at Drift. Drift is a conversational marketing platform that allows you to connect your sales team with your future customers in real time. Uh, But the point today is not to talk about Drift. We're going to talk about a lot of things. The first thing, though, I want to do, like always, is to ask Sarah about her favorite sales book of all time. Does Behind the Cloud count? It's kind of a marketing book. I love that book, actually. And I don't think it's been mentioned before. So yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, I loved that. It was, it's broken down into plays. I think that that helps like, structure the book super well, which means that you can also, you don't have to finish the entire thing. If you like read a play that you like and you're so inspired, you want to go execute on it, you can just kind of put the book down and like go execute and then come back to the book and learn something new every time. I also think that it just it pushes you to think outside of the bounds of what you normally would do in your current role or current industry. Uh, Just because Benioff thought of marketing and sales in a completely different way. And so even if you don't run any of the plays that he mentions, it kind of helps just open your mind a little bit to what you could be doing versus what you think you need to be doing. Yeah. And by the way, Behind the Cloud is a, a book that Mark Benioff wrote that is insanely transparent about all the different, as you mentioned, plays that Salesforce ran from its inception and talks about some of the challenges that they faced getting off the ground. And and then really, as you said, is is a playbook. Uh, It was co-written by a person named Carly Adler. The reason I mentioned that is I I reached out to Carly because I love the book so much and I presume that it was Mark's ideas and and Carly did the writing. I just wanted to pay her a compliment. Well, I want to transition to get to know you a little bit more. So Love to ask the second question that I that I commonly ask, which is the first thing that you ever remember selling. Yeah. In elementary school, we lived in a cul-de-sac. And so we didn't get a ton of traffic. So we would set up like your average lemonade stand, but we would also sell just like random arts and crafts that we had done either at school in our free time, at day camp, uh, anything like that. And just like try and push the cuteness factor and be like, oh, would you like you know, additions to whatever like you were buying with us. We were trying to just get as much out of the neighborhood parents as possible. Oh, it was additions to the like garage sales or was, or you'd enhance the artwork that you came up with in real time for them? It would be like lemonade or cookies or something. And then also like our mom didn't want to keep all the art that we made. So she was just like, yeah, like may as well just add this on. So it was kind of like a rummage sale while also a lemonade stand. You were actually upselling. Oh, yeah. I remember I stumbled on your get my response time domain, I guess it was, resource, mm-hmm. which I thought was super cool. Can you sort of share a little bit about what that is and you know what impact it's had for you guys over Adrift? Yeah. So a big thing that we know that sales and marketing organizations are thinking a lot about is speed to lead. So a lead comes in, how quickly does your team respond to that lead to make sure that you are engaging with them within a five minute period? Because there was that Harvard Business Review research that was done that says after a five minute period, the likelihood that that lead is going to convert drops by like 50%. So we wanted to create this tool that goes along with a report of 
how long does it take 500, Fortune 100 or Fortune 500 companies to respond to leads that come onto their website? So we anonymously filled out 500 forms and we analyzed the response time of them. And 58% of the companies that we surveyed didn't end up responding within that five-minute period. Only 42% of them responded at all. So the numbers were super astonishing. And so we wanted to create a tool that went along with this report to kind of keep the momentum of this topic going. So we would essentially do the same thing. Someone would give us their domain and their email address. We would go onto their website anonymously, fill out a form, or even go through the chat on their website if they had it and see how long it would take for their team to follow back up with us and give them a letter grade. So A through F, if you responded within five minutes, you are an A, but if you every like five minutes after the first five minutes, you would drop a letter grade. And so people really enjoyed that sort of process because it helps show an organization like there are people on your website who want to talk to you and your team isn't talking to them fast enough. You know, it can help with that having a conversational marketing tool like drift on your website. So it kind of helps show a pain point that every company is dealing with in a sales and marketing organization and then providing a a solution within that as well within the insight. What other techniques do you guys use to drive inbound? What are some of the other kind of highly successful things besides like the the inbound response benchmarking? So we actually just started our own team internally of chat development representatives uh, or CDRs. Uh, We kind of created this position understanding that when you put a chat product on your website, there needs to be someone there on the other side, even if most of the conversations are automated by the intelligent bots, it still doesn't take the human to human part of the sales process out of the equation. So we added two uh, CDRs to our team and they sit in chat and talk to our future customers and our current customers all day and write up learnings and understand how people are talking with us on our website, but are also there to respond to people immediately, which really helps because people come onto the site and they know that we're the quote unquote bot people, but it also helps to see that there is a person on the other side of the line that's there to help answer more complex questions, give you a more in-depth understanding of how the product works, etc. And having a human face and a human name on the other side of that conversation has proven to be really helpful with just having more conversations and booking more meetings with our inbound traffic. So we have two of them at the moment and they are absolutely rocking it. We already have like MRR influenced by these CDRs. We have meetings booked by these CDRs and they're measured in a similar way to like an SDR or a BDR, but we really focus on the reply time and how many emails that they're getting in chat and how many meetings they're booking for the AE team in chat and how many touchless deals they're helping influence with our smaller businesses who are coming onto our website, who might not be a good fit to actually talk to our sales team, but can do their own self-learning and self-educating and then sign up on their own. So they've added just another layer of help of our inbound uh, strategy to just drive more conversations without having our AEs have to answer every single inbound request that come in. In my understanding of Drift and, and other bot-centric conversational marketing platforms is it'll ask a series of you know intelligent questions that are that depend on on the responses, but at some point it will shift over to a to a human. Is that kind of what's going on with those CDRs? 
Yeah, definitely. And one thing that they also do is hop into conversations where someone may have dropped off in the flow. So they started the conversation, but they've been idle for like 90 seconds to two minutes. They'll hop in and they'll be like, Hey, just want to let you know that there's a human here on the other side. I see that you're checking out this page on our website. I can answer any questions you might have about how Drift can fit into your ABM strategy or how Drift can fit into the integrations that you already use on your with your business, et cetera. So they're really there to also not only proactively engage, but also reactively engage. The CDRs are probably running into not only prospective customers, but also a lot of existing customers who potentially are even looking for support or answers, whatever it happens to be. How do you route those? Do the CDRs handle both the customers and the prospects? We try and use our own product to deflect as many support conversations as possible when they come in. So we use a list that uh, recognizes companies by domain and adds them to a support segment that triggers a specific bot that already routes in our support team. So the CDRs don't even have to look at those conversations. We also have a Marketo smart list of customers so that we can recognize people by their email address. If we know that they've logged into Drift before, uh, they've gotten like our product release emails, etc. They are also part of that segment that goes to the support bot. But we also have a workflow set up so that if a support chat does come in from the marketing site and our bot doesn't pick it up, uh, we have the CDRs handle like the initial, hey, looks like you might have a support question. Do you mind giving me a few more details? Then we have a direct integration with Zendesk where they can create tickets directly within the conversation view that passes off to our support team so that it like seamlessly integrates with their support workflow and the CDRs don't have to spend a bunch of time answering support questions. And our customers feel like they were just helped and had a delightful experience. Got it. So so a lot of that actual customer traffic is going to be intelligently routed away from the CDRs to begin with, and they can just engage a higher percentage of true prospects. Yeah, 100%. And something that our customers do all the time is also add like a, I'm a customer and I need support button to the bots that are running on their homepage because they know that that's just a question that's going to come up a lot. And then seamlessly direct them to the support resources so that the people manning the chat on the other side don't even have to think about those conversations. And the people on the other side, the customers on the other side are being directed to the places where they need to be. I'm curious also organizational structure wise, because that's a new role. And I'm, I'm sure you know people are hearing this and thinking, hey, maybe I want to implement that role in my organization. Do your CDRs roll into the marketing organization or do they roll into the uh, like the sales and sales development part of the organization? Yeah, so they actually roll up to our senior director of demand gen. So they're part of our marketing structure. And the reason we do that is because we want to see how well our marketing campaigns actually end up converting from top to bottom of the funnel. And so having the CDRs there as our eyes and ears, understanding like, okay, we were just released this landing page and it's associated with this bot. How is it going? How are how are the conversations going with those uh, people coming in from that campaign. And it also allows us to just have a bit more communication with the CDRs so that when we do release a campaign, they know that it's coming and they are part of the discussion process of, okay, what kinds of questions do we think are going to come in from this campaign? What sorts of 
things or resources should we have handy so that when these people are coming in from that campaign, we can answer their questions really seamlessly. We don't have to stall and ask an external resource like, hey, where do I find X, Y, and Z? And it really also helps just with the direct feedback loop back into the marketing team of, hey, people are getting stuck on this thing. People don't really like this part of the blog. Like, hey, there's a typo. So many kinds of conversations like that come in through the bot and having them just be sitting right next to us really helps with that feedback loop. At Drift, does your SDR, BDR teams report into sales or into marketing? Yeah, so we have an enterprise BDR team and they report both to the VP of sales, but also to the senior director of demand gen. So they come to our marketing meetings, but they also go to the sales internal meetings. So they kind of are split in between the two, especially because the AEs that they help are directly tied to the sales organization. But we try and keep the conversation between marketing and sales as open and fluid as possible so that every single question that could possibly be asked can be asked to like openly to whoever you're not like scared to go to someone with a question. I guess playing devil's advocate on that. So for example, at sales loft, what we do is the SDRs, they come to a meeting uh, with, you know, with sales leadership in addition to their scrums and so on. And if we have a critical marketing initiative or campaign, then, you know, the marketing person comes to that meeting. We're trying to, to not have the SDR sit in, sit in too many meetings, right? We want them engaging prospects. Why have them do two meetings as opposed to the traditional approach, I guess, where you have the marketing person visit the, the sales meeting? We are a big no meetings culture at Drift. So our marketing team meeting is once a month for half an hour. And we try and make it as succinct as possible. The reason we to have like all of the SDR teams come to our marketing meeting is so that we can show them the like the effect that they've had on our organization and our MQA number and our MQC number and just recognize them for the work that they've done. And then we have our senior leadership go to the sales meetings as well, only so that they can stay informed on what's working and what isn't. But I think it just helps us recognize the BDRs for all of the work that they've been doing so that they don't feel like whatever they're doing, we're just like, yeah, sure. Thanks for doing your job. We actually recognize them for all the work that they put in, especially on our account-based marketing efforts because they are enterprise BDRs. So we just like to help them understand the impact that they have on us and also what's coming next, how, where we are when we're hitting our goals, like what sorts of tips and tricks we think might be able to be useful for them when they are also engaging with prospects, what sorts of content they want to see from us, what sorts of content has been working really well in their outreach just keeping all of that sort of just the sales and marketing alignment piece of it is really useful when we have everyone in the same room talking about the same thing and able to recognize and appreciate each other. Something that we do really well at Drift is internal communication. So we post what we're doing every single day in our Slack channel saying like, hey, for me today, I'm going to be working on optimizing our online and offline bot flows so that we can make sure that the CDRs are routed in when they're here and not when they're not, etc. But we also do a lot of internal video sharing. So we are really heavy Slack users, which makes email a little bit more of a powerful communication tool, especially if something's a little bit more serious or touches more parts of the business than just your specific department. So people will record a video of them going through slides, sharing an update, and then email it out to the whole team and be like, send me your thoughts. Let me know what you think about this versus having everyone sit down in a meeting and whiteboard and 
come to a consensus and we're big on no consensus, do the thing that like you want to do and then have people ask questions about that. Don't just share your work when it's a finished product, share your work while you're working on something. So we try and have a constant stream of communication, which can make it hard to keep up with what everyone else is doing, but it makes it really easy for you to look back at the transcripts of conversations you were having with your team and say like, oh man, it looks like I missed this, but we talked about this thing like ages ago. And here is the video that goes along with it. So that information is never lost. So we do a bunch of video and a bunch of sharing on Slack to combat that this could have been a meeting sort of mindset. So that first thing you described, it sounded like it's, a, it's effectively a digital scrum. Why get 10 people standing in a circle for 10, 15 minutes every morning when not everyone needs to know everything? So just Slack out what you are going to do for the day and or what you accomplished yesterday. Exactly. So that's something that our entire team does as well from product to marketing to sales is just we ship publicly. So we'll put whatever it is that we just kicked off in the marketing channel. The marketing channel isn't just all the marketers. It has 185 members from sales to company success to support to product. Um, And everyone's kind of watching what everyone else is doing so that they can have a lay of the land. We also do an internal newsletter uh, once a week so that people know what's going on in terms of like campaigns or product launches or anything along those lines. We also do beginning of the week and end of the week sort of bookmarking meeting across the entire company. And those are really short, but also really fun. So on Fridays, we do show and tell where we tell the organization, like what we did, we tell a story, we have a CTA at the end, we have a learning, we have something that we took from the week. And every department does that. So marketing and sales and company success and product and the customer team. And that really helps everyone keep a pulse on what's going on. But it also doesn't take up all of our like a ton of time. And the show and tell is via Slack or via one of those video messages on email? So those that's an actual live meeting. So we have the San Francisco call-in, San Francisco team call-in, the Seattle team call-in. Everyone does slides and we're all on a big Zoom. You eliminated 98% of the meetings that would otherwise happen, which by the way, I think is great. Yeah, yeah, exactly. If we're doing campaign planning, it starts with a video, it starts with a wiki. We work async and then we'll come together and talk about any outstanding questions that may happen, but like the campaign planning process is generally done like via Slack, email, comments on a Google Doc, et cetera. Are there any other kind of trips or techniques or advice that you have on on ensuring that inbound gets properly handled by the sales team? I would say walk over to them and ask them what sorts of things they're seeing in the inbound leads and any tips or any feedback that they have for you on how that's working or how that's not working. I think that people often forget that just like walking up to someone and tapping them on the shoulder is way more effective than like sending them a slack and then having them ignore you for like three days and then not get back to you. I love walking over to our sales team with my notebook and a pencil and being like, what sucks? What aren't you seeing happen that you would expect to see happen? And what are you seeing that's working really well? Uh, and from there, I can take that those learnings and kind of dispel them to the rest of the team or just apply it to the work that they told me it needs to be applied to and I get it done. And then we have a new optimized way to have chat duty happen at Drift. It doesn't always have to be like a very rigid process of getting something done. You can just easily ask someone, hey, what do you think about this? I want to get an outsider's perspective, but this is going to directly affect you and the leads that you get. And I want to know your thoughts. Generally, having that connection, that personal connection with the sales rep cannot hurt 
on the marketing side of things at all. So we talked about two different kind of killer campaigns that you guys have executed. One is that get my response time inbound benchmark. We also talked about your ultimate conversational marketing starter kit. What's the third one that maybe you're you're excited about doing in the future? Or you, if you could wave a magic wand, you would do this killer campaign. Is there is there one that's top of mind for you? Oh, there's one that I'm. I wish that I could do today, uh, but it requires a lot of dev work. But essentially, it would be like a subject headline grader, but instead, it's a bot flow grader. So it's specifically for people a little bit further down in the funnel to help with uh, people who want to get their hands dirty and better understand the optimal way to build out a chatbot using Drift and also help with customer retention and having them build a better product or a better uh, workflow for their bots is just putting in the like first question of your bot and having us grade it and be like, yes, it's going to be really like, we think that this is going to be a successful bot like opener. We think that you're going to get a lot of engagement from this or even being like, we don't think that this is the best way for you to do it. Here are some suggestions from our marketing team to help you build a better and more optimized bot flow. And I think that could be really amazing, not only for SEO purposes of just driving people to our website through that grader, but also for customer success and helping people better understand how to optimize our tool. One of our sales reps came up with that and like slacked me the idea. And I think it's brilliant. I wish we could execute on it right now. <laughs> yeah, I do think that that is very much like the future of product development in, in you know sales and customer engagement. In the bot space, obviously, right? It's not just the suggestions maybe that marketing has, but think about the the AI and machine learning aspects of that. You guys have so much great data on like which questions as formulated actually get answered as opposed to other ones in in clear ways that lead to the right progression, right? So your your system in theory could could evolve that over time and say, hey, you know, you phrased your question this way. If you were to phrase it this way, you'd get a better response. Or you ask this question, but really at this phase, you know, given what all the other customers are doing, you really should be asking the question this way. And we have all of that data because we have the database of our customers and the conversations that they're having and the best practices that they're helping us write. So being able to have that be shared more and in a more external sort of way would be just awesome. Well, thanks. This has been a blast, you know, learning about what you're doing to drive effective inbound flow and how you're leading the the charge on sales and marketing alignment, not to mention how you guys have eliminated many, many meetings, which is something I would like to do certainly more of. I think all of us would love to do more of. If people want to learn more about you or to learn more about Drift, what's the best way to do that? They can just go on to drift.com. Uh, our CDRs will help chat with them uh, if they chat in. And I usually help uh, monitor some of the conversations as well. But I'm also on Twitter at Sarah underscore Pion. No H at the end of Sarah. But yeah, just come and chat into the Drift website and I'll, I'll chat with you there. Once again, I'm your host, Jeremy Donovan from SalesLoft. Laura Hall is our executive producer. Our artwork is by Greg Klingshern. This episode was edited by Peter Lopinto. Subscribe to us on your favorite app to learn more immediately actionable best practices from our awesome guests. Thanks for listening to the Hey Salespeople podcast.